Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm always, I'm born ready. Yeah? Born ready. Okay. Let's do it. No banter. I want no banter. No, 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 like, before we hit record, I'm like, uh, you're, no, you're, no like banter. you're like, are you ready? And I'm like, yeah, I'm ready. And he goes, good. I got to get ready. And you weren't ready. It was all like, what are you doing? Because I don't, you're like, you're on a little time crunch right now. And so uh, it's kind of funny. Crunch. It's not crunchy. It's just limited. Limited. Limited limited edition. Limited edition. Okay. So why don't we just, no banter. Let's keep going. I don't, I don't want to hear anything about your day or your week or your life right now. Uh, Good. Good. Because I don't want to share anything. I don't want you to share anything. Well, good. I know. I know. That's fine. Fine. Good. Good. Let's do it. How are you doing, Joe? Eighth commandment. (sighs) That's how I'm doing. Uh, you're not going to steal my time, okay? Oh, I'm stealing this I'm, time. Uh, I'm stealing. I'm all up about it. Go, go, go. So we're continuing our series on the Ten Commandments. So yep. if you're just now popping into the podcast and you're like, what, is, what they're doing the Eighth Commandment? Uh, yeah, so you can go back and listen to all of them. The thing that we want you guys to do is to read Thomas Watson on the Ten Commandments. So yep. be sure and uh, you can read that online for free or you can pick up a book. We want you to uh, to get the most out of this, and we're uh, we're referencing him quite a bit because we love his treatment. Mm-hmm. So the eighth commandment, Jimmy, is uh, is one that everybody knows. Everybody knows the. Oh, they don't know it's the eighth commandment, but they know it's a commandment. Yeah, yeah. you shall not steal. Dad, don't take that thing. That's not yours. It ain't yours. Yeah, so leave it there. Don't mm-hmm. touch it. Leave it. So um, everybody knows it's wrong to steal. They may. Uh, they may. Well, it's, it's it's wrong for other people to steal. Yeah, right. They they'll agree that stealing is wrong. They may they may want to qualify. Well, what I've done isn't stealing. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's going to argue that stealing is good. Like it's actually like a morally right thing to do. Yeah. Uh, but they're going to want to somehow argue. Except that, when you steal from the rich and give to the poor or something like that. Yeah, but they okay. would say that's not stealing. No, that's no, it's called saying. taxes. Yeah. It's, uh, it's redistribution of wealth. Redistribution, yes. It's thanks, not, thanks Obama. So uh, what, well, first, let's just get into this. Why do people steal? I mean, I know because we're sinners. Like, okay, it's, mm-hmm. okay, it's right. okay. But what are the motives? Why do people steal in general? Well, Watson gives uh, two causes. Ooh, first, the you, internal Watson. cause, and secondly, the external cause. So uh, when you look at internal causes, he gives uh, two reasons. One, unbelief. Two, covetousness all right so when he says unbelief is one of the internal causes for stealing what is he talking about? i think what he's talking about is uh that we don't believe that what god has given us is good enough that Mm. we believe we are due more than what we received yeah yeah now what about the person who is starving to death Mm -hmm. do they deserve more should should they should they i mean What's wrong with that person wanting more than they what they have? So, are you saying is that the the desire is not bad, but the I'm asking I'm asking a question. It? I'm saying you said they're not they're not they're not content. they think that they deserve more. They deserve more. So, should the person they, who's uh, maybe, starving to death they deserve what others have? But I guess they would still deserve. They would think they deserve food. Okay, so they desire what they deserve. They don't have food. You're trying to trap me. No. You're trying to trap me. <laughs> I'm just pressing in. I know you're trying to press in because I would say I, I think it's okay to have that desire and that yeah, want for food. I'm, of I'm course, I'm not going to sit there and be like, no, uh, embrace your lot in life, good sir. Yeah, we're going to talk about this in coveting, right? Yeah. So we'll, we'll get to that then. But yeah, I think it's fair to say that um, 
you you do not believe in God's providence. You distrust his care for you. You're not satisfied with what you have. Yes. And therefore, you're going to take what doesn't belong to you. And don't try and use the extreme example to prove your general uh, point, right? Yeah. Like, well, you know, what about the person who's starving? Are you starving to death? Then be quiet. All right. You're, yeah, <laughs> we're, yeah. We're, we're talking about people that, you know, God has provided for them and they're not satisfied with what they have, so they want to take. So unbelief is one internal cause and then covetousness. We're going to just that, say, yeah, just, just, we're going to get to that later. Yeah. Because that's, that's one of the, it's one of the big 10. Well, it, it's number 10. Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's also one of the big 10. Yeah. It, it's number 10. Continue. It's though. one of the big 10. Yeah. So 10. Now, now what 10. about the external cause 10? Uh, it's one of the ten. It's the external yeah, cause it's the number of ten. Theft. So it's, it's <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, sorry, I'm just reading over here. Yeah, go ahead. Number the external cause of 10. theft is Satan's solicitation. Judas was a thief. John twelve six. How did he come to be a thief? Quote: Satan entered into him. John thirteen twenty seven. The devil is the great master thief. He robbed us of our coat of innocence, and he persuades men to take up his trade. He tells men how bravely they shall live by thieving, and how they can. Uh, catch an estate. As Eve listened to the serpent's voice, so do they. As birds of prey, they live upon spoil and plunder. So I know you think like, well, you know, just because somebody steals doesn't mean that Satan has tempted them. Yes, it does. Now, it may not mean Satan directly tempted them, you know, directly, like explicitly right in their face, but but Satan is the father of lies. He is the... um, the great tempter. And so whether it is through his people or through his influence, he is tempting all men and women to steal. And when you steal, what you are doing is you are taking the devil's advice. You are following the devil's lead. You are imitating the devil's example. That's the bottom line. So there's an internal cause that comes from ourself, unbelief, covetousness. And Watson says there's this external cause called um, Satan's solicitation. So Joe, like most people don't think of themselves as thieves though. People look and they say, well, hold on, like, you know, I'm no Jesse James or I'm no Bernie Madoff or anything like that. Ooh, good range. Mm, I like that. Bam. Jesse James, Bernie Madoff. Yeah. See how good I am? That's good. I'm well read. Good pull. Way back. Old timey. Mm, To now. Yeah. You're welcome. Bernie Madoff is a little older, a little past you know, it's not that super current, but it's still pretty good. It's still pretty good because when yeah, people get, think of the evil, yeah. one of the most I give it a B minus. individuals. B minus. B minus. That's, a, that's yeah, an A good. minus. That's an A minus. When people think of one of the greatest crooks, yeah. they think of some sinister – Netflix just came out with a thing on Bernie Madoff. Boom. Has uh, Robert De Niro. Maybe that's not Netflix. Okay. You're just yeah, – It's I, out there. There's a movie now, Robert De Niro. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he plays Bernie Madoff. De Niro's going to be in a Netflix show – on uh, like the Irish mob, yeah. It's, oh, it's called the Irishman or something. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna right, be anyways, Chino's going to be in it too. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll see it see. then. What were we talking about? So most people don't think. Yeah, oh people, yeah, you most saying, people don't think of themselves, but all are guilty though, right? They, okay, so you're saying people think of the bad examples like Jesse James exactly. or Bernie Madoff. They don't think of themselves as a thief because when have they ever knocked over a liquor store exactly. or mugged an old lady or rolled a bum in the park? Exactly. Only some of us have done those things. <laughs> Yeah. So, Jimmy, tell the truth. Have you ever rolled a bum in the park? No, I have never. Really? Never. Wait a minute. Never. Really? Never. Ever? Ever. Okay. Never, yeah. ever have I rolled a bum in the park. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with well, you? Well, some people, I know people that have done that sort of thing. Joe, have you? No. No, I've never done that. Then why do you say something? So it's either you or Jen. Which one? Well, One of you had to. Jen was a soccer hooligan for quite a while in Germany, so you know. So she rolled a bum in a park in Germany, is what you're saying? 
Well, so, I like how I asked this. I didn't even like. I didn't even know anything about that, and we got to it. Way to go, Jen. Way to go. Continue. So, um, I think when I think when you say that everybody's guilty of this, um, you're saying that. Well, first of all, a lot of people steal. They just don't call it stealing. They like the yeah. when you take supplies from work and you take them home. If that's not your work. And even if it is, it could be stealing. Um, if you're just taking, like, oh, I just take a box of pens from the office so I can use them at my home for whatever, that's stealing, dude. It's still stealing. That is stealing. Um, and it, it, it really is a sin. But there are different ways of stealing. And yeah. Watson does a good job walking through that. He says that there are three kinds of theft, basically, right? Yep. He says that um, there is stealing from God. There's stealing from others. And then they're stealing from yourself. And when he talks about stealing from God, he says that, uh, and it, this is just big picture stuff, but he says there is a stealing from God. There are thieves who rob God of any part of his day. For example, quote, remember to keep holy the Sabbath day. Mm. Not a part of the day, but the whole day, right, is, is, is his point here. So when you do not render unto God what is God's, you are stealing from God, whether yeah. it's how you observe the Sabbath um, how you uh, worship, how you um, honor God in your employment. You can rob God by not giving him what he is due. Um, but then he gets, so that's kind of a general principle. But then he says they're stealing from others, and he breaks this down into like nine different ways we steal from others, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Summarize all nine in one sentence. So- Go. <laughs> <laughs> Take what's not yours. You I just summarized all there nine. There you go. Good job. Good job. Good job. All right. So number one, the highway thief who takes a purse contrary to the letter of the commandment, you shall not rob your neighbor. All right. So the highway thief, right? The, yeah. So you've got the highway thief, the house thief, number two. Um, this is a person. Now, the house thief is not just a person who sneaks into a house like a cat burglar or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a guy that uh, he says purloins and filches out his master's cash or steals his wares, right? So like you're, you're taken from your employer. You're taken from the master of the house Kids stealing from your parents. I used to do that. Um, you know, when you're a kid, you do that kind of a stupid thing sometimes. Some of you did. Um, but then he says there's the legal thief. Oh, goodness. Who shrouds himself under law as the unjust attorney or lawyer who... Uh, Prevaricates. Uh, yep. And deals falsely. Right. So you can steal legally, right? Uh, just because you get away with it doesn't mean it's not stealing. There's mm-hmm. the church thief. He gets the golden fleece, but lets the flock starve. Right, so this these are think of pastors who take advantage of God's people uh, and you know rob the um, the, the church of the money. Uh, listen, I'm just going to say it. Like if, if your pastors are unwilling to disclose their salary, I'm not saying that they are stealing from the church. They may not be at all. They may be honoring the Lord entirely. Yeah. But I don't like the idea of salaries being all cloaked and hidden and and so why 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 yeah, what's why? the point behind that i don't understand it i mean it's like you know what the you know what the mayor makes uh you know and it's it's collected funds that go together um you know it's it's god's people pooling their funds it's the lord's money ultimately um it may be uncomfortable but uh, you know well not just that but i think it's also worry about i it. mean let's talk about it in two ways and i don't want to say too long on right. this but i mean you know one making sure that there's not a gross overcompensation, right? Like yeah. there's, let's, yeah, if it depends on the area that you live. There's, a, But then also making sure that they are being compensated well. And if, you, yeah. how, if you're not going to care for your pastors in that way, uh, I mean, for me, there, there's an issue there as well. Yeah, so, some pastors are underpaid. And, and some are overpaid. And some are overpaid. And in a good church, 
will want to pay their pastors well. They're going to want them to uh, not just survive, but live in such a way that they can actually be generous to others, to help mm-hmm. others. They, they ought to be able to blend in well to the, the average house household uh, in, in the community. So and good churches will want to do that. It, some pastors are underpaid, and the church would pay more if they could. Exactly. There's a difference. There, and some yeah. churches underpay because they want to keep the pastor down. Yeah. And then others pay pastors exorbitant amounts of money because they essentially pay themselves because they are in charge. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey. Number five. Number five. Uh, the stop or the sorry, the shop thief, shop thief who steals in selling. He uses false weights and measures, steals from others what is their due. So, uh, so rigging the system in some way yeah. to uh to sell less but gain more. Yeah, and so this is not the same as making a profit. No, no, there's a difference there. There's, right? Yeah, that's not what this is about. This is about cheating the system. That's right. This is saying like, oh, I charge, uh, what twenty five dollars an ounce. Or twenty five cents an ounce uh, for this, uh, but you uh, you get your thumb on the scale so that you're exactly you're, you're, you're lying essentially here. Shop thief, the the usurer uh, who takes by extortion from others. He seems to help another by letting him have money in his necessity, but gets him into bonds and sucks out of his very blood and marrow. So you think of uh, you know is a loan with any kind of interest wrong? Not necessarily. But the person who exploits another person who is in yes. desperation, they don't have any recourse. Oh, so I'm going to let you borrow money, but the interest is going to kill you. The interest is going to destroy you, and I'm going to keep you in bondage. Yeah, that way you can never pay it off. Right. Uh, number seven, the trustee who has the orphan's estate committed to him uh, is deputy to be his garden, guardian and manages his estate for him. If he cur- curtails the estate, he gets a fleece out of it for himself and wrongs the orphan. He is a thief man he says this is worse than taking a purse by violence because he betrays yep. his trust yep. i mean so you know what this is right this is a person that takes advantage of people that are under his care and he uses their money for himself uh number eight the borrower who borrows money from others oh he didn't expect this did you mm. with an intention with an intention never to pay them again mm. so listen uh the guy that's always borrowing and never pays back they are thieving. Now, this this yep. is not the same thing as as you know. Borrowing money is fine, um, and if somebody gives you money, that's fine. But to say and to be the kind of person, and there are people who do this: always borrowing, never paying. You are essentially stealing. What about number nine? I like number nine. The last sort of theft is the receiver of stolen goods. The receiver, if he is not the principal, yet is accessory to the theft. And the law makes him guilty. The thief steals the money and the receiver holds the sack to put it in. The root would die if it were not watered and thieving would cease if it were not encouraged by the receiver. I am apt to think that he who does not scruple to take stolen goods into his house would as little scruple to have stolen them himself. Mm. Mm. Oh, it fell off the back of the truck. Are you referring to the earbuds I bought? No. Okay, good. <laughs> just want to make sure you're not referring to that. I don't know. I'm just saying. Like, I don't. I'm, I'm kind of wondering now. Like, homeboy walks in and into the cigar shop, and he's like, "You want to buy some boat? What, what are they? Beats? You want to buy some beats?" And I'm like, "How much?" And he was like, "Really cheap." And I thought, "Oh yeah, let's do that." <laughs> I know the individual you're talking about. I'm pretty sure they were stolen. I don't know about that. <laughs> I would never call you out like that. You just called me out on it. I don't know. Now I don't know what to do. Now you gave gave the whole backstory. I wasn't even thinking of the backstory. I was just thinking good deal. I was actually thinking about free cables, what I was thinking. Oh, do you? 
No, I don't have it. But I'm talking about, you know how when you, you could, uh, back in the day, when people had satellites and yeah. cable, whatever, they would pay. People the still have satellites and cable, Jimmy. Really? Yeah. Don't we all just have Netflix and Hulu? Well, that's what I do. Yeah. But yeah, they're still out there. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, well. How, do you, how do you get your Netflix without the cable? You know, the cable is the conduit, right? The internet comes through that. Cable internet. I'm talking about cable TV. But what I'm talking about, though, yeah. is when you know you sit there and you pay the guy an extra 50 to 100 bucks and you get all everything. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I don't do that. When I, when I was I don't reading this, that I wasn't thinking about your stolen uh, earphones. I wasn't. No. I, I did. <laughs> Homeboy was just like, hey, man, you want to buy? I'm like, oh, you got six of them. <laughs> like, oh, that should have been a tell. That should have been a tell, Joe. Okay. I feel stupid. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. So then there's there's stealing from God. I got to deal with. It. I got. I'm gonna have to go back, and I'm gonna have to think about this whole thing. And the best part is that you felt so guilty and thought I was leading you into yeah, it. Oh man. Okay. That's the spirit so of the Lord, right there, son. You shall not steal from God, from others. But I love that He does this. Oh, Don't yeah. steal from yourself, right? And He says um, there is a stealing from yourself. And uh, he gives four ways. And the first one is, he says that a man may rob himself by miserliness. This is interesting. He says the miser is a thief. This is the person who hoards their wealth and refuses to spend a thing. Not just on others, but even on themselves. He says uh, he steals from himself and not allowing himself what is needful. He gluts his money chest, but starves his belly. Mm -hmm. He is like the donkey that is loaded with gold but feeds upon thistles. <laughs> wow. Right? Uh, so you you have resources, but you're so, whatever it is, fearful or greedy, right? You could actually be greedy in this. You're so fearful or refusing to spend any money that you are denying yourself good gifts that God would have you enjoy, like food, water, even recreation, things like that. So you can be so tight with your money that you wind up robbing yourself of what God wants you to have. It's something to really investigate. I think. In, that, well, yourself. I think there's a, a number of people that are like that, though. Not even. I, I, I'm not talking about like they refuse themselves water or food. I'm sure that's that's an aspect of it. I'm talking about like they feel guilty for having what God has given them. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Like where they where they live this like almost like a pauperish lifestyle. That's what they. Uh, what poverty they, theology, poverty theology, right? Where they think, well, no, I can't have any then anything good that God has given me. I, I have to. Uh, I've got a job that pays me three hundred grand a year, right? That's yeah. what somebody could say, and they could feel really bad about that. And now that, yeah, but I, what do and, they do? What do they do? I, I'm, you mean I'm talking about in this situation? Maybe what they do is they. Uh, I guess that's hard, right? It's hard because I guess I'm I'm really thinking of like when people don't want it. How do you word it? I'm trying to because it's good to not, um, you know, the desire of yeah. Of well, more for, on the one hand, you don't want to live beyond your means. You don't and, want to live beyond, and your you means. don't necessarily have to live to the full fullness of your means. Exactly. So that's but, all. But fine. I, what I'm trying to say is, don't live below it all needlessly. You don't have to be ashamed of what God gives you. That's it. You don't have to be ashamed of what God gives you. Some people make a lot of money; they're wealthy, and some people don't make a lot of money. Some people are poor. Um, and there are responses to all of this that that can be godly, mm-hmm. but I think I think what Watson is saying is that you can so 
arrange your life around the not spending of money. Yeah. And it can be just as sinful as the guy that arranges himself around the spending of money. That's right. So you got to think about it. You got to consider your own life and what you're doing with your money. Don't live beyond your means. You don't have to live to the max of your means, but certainly uh, you don't have to live so far below your means that you can't even enjoy God's good gifts. Exactly. So uh, number two, uh, a second way that we steal from ourselves is by foolishly wasting his estate. The prodigal wastes his money by lavish living. He is like Crates, the philosopher, who threw his gold into the sea. The prodigal boils a great estate down to nothing. He is a thief to himself who lavishes away that estate, which might conduce to the comfort of life. So, yeah, I mean, wasting away what you have. Wasting yeah. away, uh, and I would even talk about like not taking care of uh, uh your possessions now, right? Like right. you're talking about your, your house, your car, your like, I mean, these are all great gifts that God has yeah, given us. I don't keep be, my car clean. Yeah. But I'm saying, don't be that neighbor. Don't be that neighbor with the horrible lawn oh, that's never taken care you, of. Are you talking about my lawn? Oh, is this another one of these oh things? I'm, not, <laughs> I'm breaking all the commandments. I'm talking Gosh. about your lawn. Talking about my lawn. I'm like the redneck that's, in the nice neighborhood. It's, so that's great, dude. So, so far we've realized you've stolen from others and you're stolen from self. <laughs> But I'm trying to say you're about uh, like that's something that God has given you and yeah. not taking you're care stewarding of that's these stewarding these gifts that God has given you. So I, I like what you're saying that um, you got to take care of what you have. But I also think you can waste your estate by not saving, um, by not having like life insurance. Yeah, you know, um, you, you've got to take care of yourself. You got to take care of your family. So Health I just want to all that fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I want to kind of sort of add that in there. All right. Uh, third, uh, he is a thief to himself by idleness when he misspends his time. You guys understand this, right? Uh, the person who spends all their time uh, recreating and not working, uh, you are robbing yourself of precious time. Um, here's here's what, uh, what Watson says. He who spends his hours in pleasure and vanity robs himself of that precious time which God has given him to work out salvation. Time is a rich commodity because on because on well-spending of time, a happy eternity depends. He who spends his time idly and vainly is a thief to himself. He robs himself of golden seasons mm. and by consequence of salvation. So Watson drills right down into the most essential need, right? Today is the day of salvation. Make yeah. the most of it. Know the Lord. Seek the Lord. But this applies to a lot of things as well. Um, you, your time with your kids, your time with your family, your wife, your your husband, uh, your time with the people of God. Uh, all of your time is in limited supply. And one of the things that Jimmy is really good at is Jimmy's really good at looking at his calendar and saying, okay, I only have uh, what, like 30 days or 30 days in a month, 31 sometimes. On average. There's 28 in one of them. So uh, there's only seven days in a week, mm -hmm. 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. Jimmy is always like, how can I arrange my time so that I am not wasting any of it. Now yep. that may include recreation and it does. No, you know, I do have, I have a whole, yeah, I have a section in there just for recreation. Is it color coded? It is color coded. You're so nerdy. <laughs> All right. So don't waste your time. And then, Hey Jimmy, you got number four. Number four, uh, a man be, may be a thief to himself by surety ship. Surety ship. Surety ship. Surety ship. Surety ship. Yep. Uh, do not co-sign another person's note or put up a guarantee for someone else's loan. By paying another's debt, he is a thief to himself. Let not any man say he would have been counted unkind if he had not entered into a bond for his friend. Better your friend should count you unkind than all men count you unwise. Lend another what you can spare. Nay, give him if he needs, but never be a surety. 
it is no wisdom for a man so to help another so as to undo himself. It is to rob himself and his family. So he's saying, like, listen, you don't put yourself in a position yeah. where other people uh, where, where, where other people are so dependent upon you that you will be ruined if they fail. That's like right. If, they, if, if they're, you've got to, you've got to uh, protect uh, the gifts that God has given you so that you can take care of your family and others. And if you're doing, if you're putting yourself in this position, then you're putting all of it in jeopardy. Correct. But he, I think he's also saying, which is what I like though, uh, if I'm reading this correctly, uh, if you have the means and the person is in need, don't right. lend it, just give it. Yeah. Right, which I, I think is a lot better, anyways, than, yeah. than expecting something in return. I like it. So, um, for those who steal, uh, and those who have been found guilty, and mm-hmm. they, they know that they've been found guilty, not just by the by the courts, but but in the sight of God, um, there is hope for them. Right there is uh, there is redemption, there is forgiveness, there is salvation, yeah. there is transformation. Um, in Jesus Christ, right? And First Corinthians talks about this, doesn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, we have this uh, this hope in the gospel and the good news um, in in the salvation that we have in Christ for the forgiveness of our sins. I love this passage. Um, I was kind of hoping you would read it. That's why, because I have to get my glasses now. Oh, that's why. That's why I threw it to you there, Jimmy. Oh, There's a handoff right there. <laughs> All right. So check this out. Yeah, let's check it. Let's peep it. Uh, I got to find it now. Oh, you got them glasses. They gotten bigger over the years. All right. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. So there is hope for us, right? There is hope for everybody who is found guilty of stealing, whether that's from God, from others, or from ourselves. And what Watson does is, you know, for those of us who have been redeemed, there are two basic ways that we obey God, where we fight against this sin of stealing, right? And one is to live in a vocation, mm-hmm. and the other is to be content. Which one do you want to take, Jimmy? Uh, I'll take the vocation. All right. So what does it mean to live in vocation? Uh, get a job. Have a job. Right. Right. Uh, it, it, Ephesians 4.28 says this, Let the thief no longer steal, but rather let him labor, doing honest work with his own hands, so that he may have something to share with anyone in need. So yeah, I mean, right there, he's talking about get a job, have have steady, you know, try to get that steady income. Because um, if you've got, I would think if you're if you have finances coming in, you're living within your means. There is not the need. It feels good to work, to work hard, so. to earn yep. your your pay, to earn your keep. It feels absolutely. Good. Uh, you're less inclined to to steal if you know if you're actually doing that. Um, you're you're also a lot less inclined to be poor. If you get a job and I'm not saying that getting out of poverty is easy, is easy. No, no. But the studies generally show that, um, that there is a way out of poverty and if, uh, and, and getting a regular employment is one of the things is one of the ways, uh, that we tend to work our way out of poverty, um, as, as difficult as that may be. So one thing is, is to to get a job and to work hard. The other Mm -hmm. thing is to be content. Um, theft Watson says, is the daughter of avarice. Study contentment. Believe that condition best, which God has carved out for you. He can bless the little meal in the barrel. 
Um, so what he's saying is, is you have to learn to be satisfied with God and what he has given you, even in those seasons where it is very small. Yeah. Um, and God will give you what you need. Uh, his plan for you uh, may be that you have less than some and more than others. But uh, if you can learn contentment, you will not be prone to take what does not belong to you. So, uh, you know, Hebrews 13, 5 tells us this, right? Be content with what you have, um, not with what you think is enough, but with what you currently have. So that would be the thing to do. Study that doctrine. Uh, go deep there, and the Eighth Commandment will ring true for you. It won't, uh, it won't ring to you as something that is, uh, a, something that is out of tune. Mm-hmm. You know, you'll, you'll, you'll see it, and you'll be like, yeah, this is good. I don't want to steal. I want to be content with what I have, and I want to live generously instead. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. Uh, you can head on over to the website there. You can contact us. You can sign up for our email blast or you can stop at the store and grab some merchandise. All that helps to support the podcast uh, and to pay for the monthly bills that we receive to keep this going. Don't make a steal, Fresh pod people. every Monday and Thursday. Blog posts on Wednesday. Later. Later.